It's Your Life is sponsored by James J.C. Cooley. Life is a series of circles and cycles, phases and stages. These are your experiences that teach you the lessons of life. You can either ignore them or embrace them. Welcome to the James Cooley Show. It's your life. James is a motivational speaker, author, military veteran, and founder of the James Cooley Foundation. James is here to equip you to strive for greatness and to overcome adversity. It's time to get equipped today for the challenges of tomorrow. Now, Here's the host of It's Your Life, James Cooley. Hello. Welcome to It's Your Life. I'm James Cooley. We got another fantastic show today. And uh, Noah, Noah, my, my great producer, and I got my great co-host here. Noah, you know what today is? It's Hump Day! <laughs> Hump Day! <laughs> man, you know, I've been practicing the last couple of days, man, on, on that on that intro, man. How you doing, man? You've been busy all day. How you doing today? You just answered it. I've been busy. <laughs> <laughs> but that's every day for you, man. Yeah, it's you, the life you, of a producer, man. And never sleep, never sleep. Hardest working man in radio. I'm hey, not going to disagree with you on that one. <laughs> man, I'll tell you, man. How's things out in Texas? Everything is just fine, man. I, I think I kind of mentioned last night uh, that uh, uh, our oven door just opened and just crashed. You did, yeah. That's uh, not good. It wasn't good at all, man, because uh, it took me about four hours to find one because that's that's a product that you order. So we had to order a whole new oven. But, you know, I tell you, uh, it's It'll be here next week. I'm in Atlanta next week. And, but well, Michelle, she can handle it. She can handle all those things. Can you, Michelle? Yes, I can. Um, excited about the show today. Excited about hump day. Noah, guess what? Me and James are watching a Star Trek movie. Oh, what are you Star- watching? Which one? Star Trek First Contact. You know, when they're fighting against the Borg. You know what? That is actually, it, just in my opinion, it's the greatest Star Trek movie ever made. Uh, but uh, Noah, uh, also uh, we following doing a follow up uh, right after the show, so we're gonna watch the other one. But man, I tell you, man, we got this mother and daughter writing collaboration team, and uh, you remember I was telling you about uh, a few plays that uh, our executive produced. Yeah, I remember that. Man, this great lady here is the writer. Uh, not just that, but she also wrote the short film. Uh, <laughs> if he's on the other side of the gun, and man, she done wrote so many things, and she got so many things uh, out there. And her daughter is doing the same thing, but she more of a screenwriter, and she just doing her thing, man. I That's t- right up my alley. You know, I dabbled uh, <laughs> very, very briefly in in my own screenwriting spec scripts and whatnot. That's good. It's it, it's tough work. And I listen on. We're talking about Gwen. I call her Gwen Gwen. Gwen Wright and her daughter, D.F. Wright. I mean, love, love these two women, man. Uh, great. Uh, have collaborated with both of them. And uh, it's just an absolute pleasure having them on the show tonight. And yeah, I, I can't love, wait to find out more about them. And I love, I love the process of how um, a film or play or just just anything is put together. It's a lot of hard work. It's like you know doing the show. It's a lot of work involved and get the final product. It seems easy, seems seamless, but there's a lot of hard work involved to get to the vision that you want it to have. So we um, we appreciate what you what these two guests are putting out there and we're going to learn a little bit more about them today on the show. So Noah, I tell you man I can't wait to get this thing started so uh, listen audience before, you know, we, we talk about the purpose of the show. If you want to be part of this great conversation that's one 344-1170. Again, that's 1-888-344-1170. Michelle, can you tell our listening audience the purpose of today's show? Yes, the purpose of today's show is getting to know the backgrounds of mother-daughter writers Gwen Wright and D.F. Wright. Discover why writing is a passion of theirs. Learn about the projects they're collaborating on and kind of learn about their creative writing process involved. I tell you what, why don't you... Uh, uh, let's introduce Gwen first. Let's let's bring her on first. Can can, can you tell our listening audience 
uh, uh, just a little bit about Gwen. We, we gonna, uh, Gwen is going to tell about herself anyway. Can you do that? Yes, Gwen Wright. Gwen Wright is a writer, director, and actress who started her career at the Karamu House in Cleveland, Ohio. She has written several screen and stage plays, and her work has been on stages across the United States. She has completed three films and has collaborated with filmmakers as a writer and director. She is currently in pre-production for her short film Judgment and Miss Rosetta. She was nominated Best Playwright for her work A Word Before Dying, and her play Voices of Motown has been running at the Paramount Theater in Casa Grande for more than a year. Gwen is a psychology major, and she earned an undergrad from Grand Canyon University and a master's from University of Arizona. Welcome to the show, Gwen. How are you doing, my friend? I miss you. (laughs) I miss you guys, too. Thank you. Thank you for the invitation. I'm honored. Wow. Hey, Gwen. I I see uh, how you did this. It was age before beauty. I get it. (laughs) No, 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 no. No, I'm kidding. (laughs) My daughter is beautiful, though. Oh, she is gorgeous. And, you know, I I, I miss her. I mean, I used to talk to her every now and then, but I guess uh, she... I mean, you know how when you guys get all big and you forget about us, oh, us no. little folks. <laughs> hey, Gwen, can you tell our listening audience uh, a little bit about your your, your background and, and growing up in Cleveland, Ohio? Can you uh, just uh, uh, give them a little bit about it? Yes, that? certainly, certainly. I, um, I started my career in the arts uh, on stage. And um, I, I have to admit that I was fortunate to work with some of the most powerful and um, talented people. I'll give you an example. One of my first plays at Caramel House, Bill Cobb was the director, and um, he was just phenomenal. It was um, a, sh- a show that we did, and um, as a director, I learned a lot from him. And uh, under his guidance, I learned a lot about acting and uh, method acting, uh, how to just have a presence on stage. So I I attribute a lot of my beginnings to the phenomenal people that I came in contact there. And um, I I spent most of my, I I would say at least the first half of my life in Cleveland, and um, I I enjoyed being able to work with the talent there. There were several uh, people that I worked with in terms of the stage plays that I produced in the city. And then there were plays that we took on the road. So um, I really, and, and being in Arizona now, I really appreciate and miss a lot of the talent that I worked with there. Quinn, have you always wanted to be in the entertainment industry, you know, as a writer, director, actress? Has that always been a passion of yours growing up? Um, well, I'll share a little, a little secret with you. Uh, I don't even think I shared this with my daughter. When I was um, a teenager, uh, I would, when everyone went to bed, I would go into the bathroom and sit in the mirror and pretend that I was on a talk show. <laughs> I guess maybe you know there there may be something there, and and I do recall uh, being um, my first my real first play was called the the littlest Christmas tree, and I wrote that when I was in the sixth grade. Wow, sixth grade. So you you was uh, thinking about uh, 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 being where you are today when you was uh, 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 in the sixth grade. That's great. Hey, Glenn, I guess so, uh, subconsciously, yeah. <laughs> okay, so we probably got about ninety seconds. But uh, your bio stated that your career started at uh, what you call the Kamara the Caramu House in, in in Cleveland. Can you uh, briefly tell our, our audience a little bit about that prior to going to the break? Uh, Caramel House is one of the oldest African-American theaters in the United States, and it has um, a very rich history with actors like Minnie Gentry, Ruby Dee, Ron O'Neill. All of those actors were part of the Caramel House, and um, just the legacy and the history of it, it, I felt honored to have even been on stage there. Wow. You know what? We're going to talk a little bit more about that one later, but we're going to take a station break and then we're going to come back and we're going to introduce D.F. Wright. 
It's your life. I'm James Cooley. We'll see you shortly after the break. There's more stories of greatness to help you overcome adversity coming up on It's Your Life with James Cooley. Hi, I'm James Cooley, host of the James Cooley Show, It's Your Life. And in the new audio version of my book, Country Boy, City Boy, A Journey That Ain't Over Yet, you can join me as I share my true life story of struggle and success in America. It's both a cautionary tale and a roadmap to achieving the American dream. Get the new audio version of my book, Country Boy, City Boy, A Journey That Ain't Over Yet on Amazon and wherever audio books are sold. The J.C. Cooley Foundation is a nonprofit organization that was started in October of 2014. The J.C. Cooley Foundation continues to strive to expand its programs and offerings to the youth, young adults, and citizens of our great communities nationwide and overseas. We hope that you'll be able to take part in one or more of the many exciting events that we're offering this year and experience firsthand the pride we take in supporting our cause. It's our mission to equip the youth of today for the challenges of tomorrow, and we rely heavily on the generosity of individuals and business owners for support. Without the assistance of community-minded individuals just like you, we wouldn't be able to serve our youth each year. We ask that you make a commitment to support our annual appeal by making a cash donation. This year's goal is $50,000. Your generosity will assist us in making a difference in the lives of the youth in our community. You can give online at CooleyFoundation.org. Remember that every donation makes a difference regardless of size. The J.C. Cooley Foundation thanks you in advance for your contribution. Country Boy, City Boy, a journey that ain't over yet. The true life coming of age story by James J.C. Cooley. Using humor, wit, and engaging storytelling, James paints a picture about his arrival in a rural deep south town and realization that life would never be the same. Cooley lays out his struggle to adjust from city life to country life and back again, sharing his hard-earned lessons to educate, encourage, and enlighten our next generation of leaders and heroes. Get your copy of Country Boy, City Boy, a journey that ain't over yet by James J.C. Cooley available on Amazon and everywhere books are sold. Streaming now on the Answer San Diego app and odyssey.com. It's time to dream big, think big, and be big. It's time for more It's Your Life. Now, here's your host, James Cooley. Hello, welcome back to It's Your Life. I'm James Cooley, and you know, I'm just, I'm tickled. I mean, I'm just excited, man, because... I got two great, great young ladies. I, I know Gwen mentioned earlier, talking about, uh, you went age before. Uh, no. You know, I got two wonderful, great uh, young ladies that are here today. And I tell you, I uh, work with both of them. They're absolutely fantastic. If you want to be part of the conversation, that's one 1170 Again, that's one 1170 Michelle, can we introduce... Our next guest. Yes, D.F. Wright. D.F. Wright is an author and a continuously learning screenwriter. Recently, she has been expanding her horizons by learning other aspects of the cinematic arena by volunteering on sets and most recently being hired to produce for a pilot. She has always had a passion for writing and specifically anything comedic or suspenseful. As a teen, she would spend hours watching Comedy Central, when it's mostly stand-up, with the goal of eventually becoming a writer for a sitcom. D.F. Wright is an artist first and loves creating and collaborating she has written and published what the what book of short stories and has written and collaborated on a variety of projects from short films vlogs and features on albums james cooley show at july probably presents df right love this girl love her love her. let me tell you something she's not gonna say this and i don't see it anywhere in here but she used to be a stand-up comedian Noah. i mean i mean a stand-up comedian and uh and, and of course you know she inherited from her beautiful mother to my writing, film, plays, uh, a lot of different things, man. So, DL, how are you doing? Hello, and thank you so much. I, I appreciate you guys having me on. Oh, come on now. Come on. When when uh, Gwen mentioned, I, I I almost jumped up and did uh, flips, but I'm too old. I probably would have been still laying on the floor right now. <laughs> hey, can you tell our listener audience a little bit about your background and, and growing up and and uh, watching this great lady and how you uh, decided that this is what I want to do as well. Yeah. So for me, it was, it was being in the theater all the time. 
to where I knew the lines for all of the actors. I grew up watching my mom in the theater. So I was fortunate enough to be like immersed in the arts early on and see it on a regular basis. I saw the creativity and everything that went along with it. I personally never wanted to be front and center, but I did know that there was a passion inside that needed to be explored. Wow. Did you, I mean, you mentioned that you, you know, witnessed your mom and you were just, um, influenced. Um, is that the profession you wanted to be as a child or was there anything else you wanted to be growing up? Oh, I was, I was all over the world as far as professions were concerned. But, um, I, I went from initially wanting to be a teacher to architecture to, I, I was all over the place. What I did, I joined the military, and I have an engineering background. And then I did some personal training, and then that led me to having the time to write a book after that. So yeah, writing producer, was always there. Sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt you. Pro- producer Noah here, DF. Uh, first off, thank you for your service. I appreciate that. Thank you. And secondly, now I know you've written and published what the what book of short stories tell us a little bit about that i I love short stories personally what can people find if they dive into this oh okay so the book i I wanted each story to be able to stand on its own and i take it to be more of a roller coaster where if you read my book and at some point you don't say what the what i will personally not send you your money back, but I will say, what the what? How could you not? But I think that it is definitely a book that people can enjoy because it has a variety of stories and I think it pulls you in completely. And that was my goal. That's awesome. James, I also heard a little bit of a stand up comedian in that answer, too. Oh, man. Yeah, man. I, I sit back. I think uh, one day uh, when I was up in Houston speaking right next to her and uh, <laughs> it was, I mean, funny. I'm sorry. DF, I didn't mean to put you out there, but yeah, you're funny. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you. I appreciate that. I, I say I'm hilarious all the time, but no one laughs. So I, I appreciate it. You know, I want to bring both of you all on. Uh, at the same time. So, and that's how the rest of the show is going to go, having both of you guys on at the same time. And so, uh, first of all, this is for both, but first, Gwen, growing up, what attracted you, uh, to writing? Now, of course, I mean, you're absolutely fantastic. What, what attracted you to doing that? You know, I can't pinpoint any one thing. Um, I, 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 I'm sometimes amazed at some of the things that I wrote as a child, and I look back on it and say, "Wow, did I do that?" Um, I'll give you an example. When when I was um, approximately nine years old, I went to summer camp, and I wrote a letter to my brothers. And my mother kept the letter for years. She never threw anything away. So there was this letter that I wrote, and. I wrote the letter in such a way that my brothers who couldn't read, I drew pictures throughout the letter so that they could understand what I was talking about. And I just had this real creative thing. And then I do remember another time um, I was in a home ec class. That's that's really dating me. (laughs) I was in a home ec class and um, I did a whole presentation about making cookies in the oven. I, I took cardboard and made an oven and whole nine yards, you know, something that I didn't have to do, but I wanted to do because I wanted to just have this the, theatrical presentation in class. What about you, Dia? Um, what attracted me to writing? Yes. Okay. Um, I think it was just my form of expression. It was like, I can remember my, my very first poem. I'm not a poet, but my very first poem was when I was in the 12th grade and I wrote a poem. It was said, uh, the title was, if anyone knew how much I love you, they say, damn, you are conceited. That was my very first poem. And, uh, it was just a, a great avenue for me to express myself. Everything I had done previously was all ad lib. 
Like if I did anything creative, it was just turn on the camera, push record, and I'm just going to go. But then I wanted to start to structure what I did. Wow. Gwen, who do you most admire as a writer and why? And DF, you can follow also with your thoughts. Uh, DF and I could probably do this in concert. August Wilson. (laughs) Uh, And and I, oh my God, I love his work. Um, I, I would never profess to be anywhere close to what he is or what he does, but I will say that um, I enjoy writing character-driven drama and um, that type of that that type of genre. I I love being able to have characters drive a story versus action, which I think uh, a lot of times people are cheated when there's an action-filled film. You know, I I like to tell stories through the characters. What about you, DF? Is it August Wilson for you too? No, it's not. It would actually be my mom, not to be super cheesy, but my mom would be my inspiration and my favorite writer simply because I get to see it firsthand and I I get to witness the genius. And I I appreciate that she is able to uh, dive into a world that she wasn't even in and do it so flawlessly. So she can write when she writes something in the 30s. And I'm like, how do you do that? How How is that even in your mind to write that? And I can appreciate that aspect of her writing. Hey, hey Noah, Noah, uh, she's uh, Gwen is my favorite writer as well. <laughs> I, mean, <laughs> I mean, because I get a, a chance to do projects with her, you know, so. Uh, man, well, you've I seen her them. talents firsthand. I mean, <laughs> so That's I'm curious, you know, because you guys obviously probably have slightly different styles obviously bring something each individual to the tables what brought the two of you together and have you written any projects like that as a team let's start with you Gwen Uh, when my daughter relocated to Arizona she hit the ground running and she said you know I, I want to do some stuff I want to produce write, and um get behind the camera. And I mean, she immediately started and she and I worked on a film together. She was, um, if I'm, if I'm correct, I believe she was the DP on the film and I was, uh, I had an acting role and, um, she was on point. I mean, she, she had everything moving flawlessly. Uh, the schedules were on point because, her military background has just made her into this dynamic organizer. Uh, and I think some of it was in her already. She's, all, she's always been an organizer. So um, she really helped. It, it was just really a pleasure. And, and I felt so um, flattered that I was working with my daughter on a film. And it was, it was exciting. You know, she said, Mom, did you, did you, do you have all your stuff today? Did you bring your dress? Are you going to make sure you're on time? You know, that whole thing. So it was, it was pretty cool. It was cool. That's awesome. Hey, DF, what about writing things together? Have you guys written anything together? And then how, how well do you work together? Is, it, is, there, is, is there friction because you're family or is it actually just a better fit? <laughs> no, I think, I think we work really well together. We haven't written anything together, but we do review and critique each other's writings which I completely appreciate because I like, like you said, we have different, we're not in the same category when it comes to writing. And I appreciate her giving me her critique on what I do and vice versa. I hope she appreciates my critique. Absolutely. (laughs) But I think, uh, I think in the future we should be able to write something together. I would hope. I would hope we haven't done that yet. We've worked together, me behind. Yeah. I, I, and let me clarify, I was not the DP. I was the producer on the oh, show. I'm sorry. So I'm I wrong. just want to throw that out there and clear that. I don't want to even come back to me. <laughs> but I did produce on it. That's awesome when you guys have uh, each other to critique each other's work, though. I like that. Oh, man. Oh, yeah. Um, and if, if I have a moment, I just want to share something. Um, you know, I don't, I don't even know 
if you can um, understand the intensity or just the um, the uniqueness in, in being able to share. And, and I can call my daughter 12 o'clock, 1 o'clock in the morning and say, hey, you know, did you read this or what do you think about this? Or I'll wake up and say, Dad, I got an idea. Tell me what you think or she'll call me. And um, it, it's just, um, I, don't, I don't know. I feel blessed that I'm able to do that with my daughter. And it's an amazing experience. It is. And she's an amazing uh, person. <laughs> wow. You know what? We're going to take a station break, but I can't wait to get back after the break so we can continue to pick up this. And if you want to be part of the conversation, that's 1-888-344-1170. Again, that's 1-888-344-1170. We'll see you shortly after the break. It's your life. I'm James Coley. There's more stories of greatness to help you overcome adversity coming up on It's Your Life with James Cooley. There is much truth in a journey that ain't over yet, as all of us journey through life's precious gifts of time, just like I have. Hi, I'm James Cooley, host of the James Cooley Show, It's Your Life. And in the new audio version of my book, Country Boy, City Boy, A Journey That Ain't Over Yet, you can join me as I share my true life story of struggle and success in America. It's both a cautionary tale and a roadmap to achieving the American dream. This is a must listen to for anyone who thinks they are stuck in life or need to understand that their current situation is not their final destination. Country Boy, City Boy, a journey that ain't over yet is the unfiltered truth to provide hope for the future by challenging you to refuse to become a victim of life's circumstance and dare to be an overcomer because a bigger, better, and a more impactful life awaits you. Get the new audio version of my book Country Boy, City Boy, a journey that ain't over yet on Amazon and wherever audio books are sold. The J.C. Cooley Foundation continues to strive to expand its programs and offerings to the youth, young adults, and citizens of our great communities nationwide and overseas. It's our mission to equip the youth of today for the challenges of tomorrow. We ask that you make a commitment to support our annual appeal by making a cash donation. Your generosity will assist us in making a difference in the lives of the youth in our community. You can give online at CooleyFoundation.org. The J.C. Cooley Foundation thanks you in advance for your contribution. Country Boy, City Boy, A Journey That Ain't Over Yet, The True Life Coming of Age Story by James J.C. Cooley. Using humor, wit, and engaging storytelling, James paints a picture about his arrival in a rural deep south town and realization that life would never be the same. Cooley lays out his struggle to adjust from city life to country life and back again, sharing his hard-earned lessons to educate, encourage, and enlighten our next generation of leaders and heroes. Get your copy of Country Boy, City Boy, A Journey That Ain't Over Yet by James J.C. Cooley available on Amazon and everywhere books are sold. The Answer, San Diego, streaming now on Smart Speakers and Odyssey.com. It's time to dream big, think big, and be big. It's time for more It's Your Life. Now, here's your host, James Cooley. Hello, welcome back to It's Your Life. I'm James Cooley, and I know I don't know about you, man, but uh, I'm having fun. I, I'm looking at Michelle right here. She can't stop wiggling. And, uh, I mean, it's just, uh, I mean, this is another one of those areas, James, that's, you know, right up all of our alleys, me, you, and Michelle. I love the whole film process, play process, how things come together. This is fascinating. And it's so uh, fascinating to have mother and daughter working together. I mean, uh, throughout Hollywood, a lot of times that ain't worked out. You know what I mean? Because, uh, you know, but I can tell you that, uh, I, I know that this is working out. It's going to continue to work out. It's going to continue to build. You know, so if you want to be part of the conversation, that's one eight 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 three four four eleven seventy. Again, that's one eight 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 three four four eleven seventy. Gwen, I know that you are busy. You're working on a lot of different things. I want to know what some of the things that you're working on now, and what you got coming up. Okay, great. Um. One of the things that I wanted to share with you and Michelle that I hadn't mentioned is um, this year my um, I submitted my screenplay Miss Claudine's Blues and it was a winner in the uh, independent film competition. I mean, I'm sorry, screenwriting competition. So um, 
that happened a couple of months ago, and um, I, I I was really happy about that. I was really happy about that. It was um, an opportunity for me to get a little more mileage out of that screenplay and some um, some notice. So I was happy about that. One of the things that I'm working on with uh, DF is uh, a short film called Judgment, and we are looking to. Um, film that probably the end of the month or beginning of September. And I'm also uh, writing a short called Lisa's Boys. And I'm really excited about that because it's about um, a woman in the 1940s who was a bank robber along with her four sons. So, um, there's some things that are that are coming uh, coming out that I'm really excited about and want to see how much mileage and um, how much um, vision will come out of all of this. So I'm excited about that. Are, are these uh, fiction or nonfiction or is this? I mean, I'm talking about uh, <laughs> just kind of off in the mind of when. That's what I wanted to say. I wanted to ask that question just like that because uh, Dia mentioned. She said, "Back to what Dia said earlier when she said she'll ask me, how do you come up with this stuff from from a period that you never were part of?'" And um, you know, I love old movies. I love um, going back and to see some of the historical. Um, biopics and it's just really um, something that's a part of me and part of my soul. DF, what do you consider your best artistic accomplishment so far? Ooh, that's a good one. Um, let me see. I, I don't know if I've had it yet. But, uh, <laughs> if I had to, I mean, because I, I feel like I'm always getting better. Like I, I like to learn all the time. So I, I could say it was my last screenplay because I was very excited that I had completed it. That was my first solo screenplay. I have collaborated on other screenplays, but that was the first one that I completely wrote by myself. And I was very proud of it. I think it's excellent. And eventually you will see it. So that I will say right now that is my best, but that's just for now. <laughs> well, she's really being modest because uh, she's gotten a lot of feedback and, in fact, um, some notice and um, offers from uh, people in the industry who not only want to read it but possibly um, shop it for her. So she's she's being a little modest in that area. But um, tell them the title of it. I, the, the title itself is just really interesting. Okay. All right. Well, it is called Let Go Live, and it is a thriller because I like my suspense. If it's not funny, then I need somebody to die. So that's pretty much where I am in my writing. Oh, I can't wait to find out more about that. I love thrillers. It's kind of always been one of my favorite genres. So my question actually for both of you is, we'll start with you first, DF, uh, is what's your favorite part about the screenwriting process. There's obviously lots of different details that go into it, lots of different aspects to bring it all together. But if, if there's one aspect of it all that is uh, just, it, it just lightens your soul as you're doing it, what would that be? Well, my absolute favorite part is typing the end, but because that's, that's my favorite part, <laughs> <laughs> that, is the, that is the best feeling to type the end. But during the process, like, I like to write with music on. So I have, like, a playlist, and it just it flows. So as long as it's flowing, then I feel good about it. But the end is my favorite part. What about you, Gwen? Um, I, I, the, the part that I like best is the characters that I uh, present and building stories around them and really... Um, bringing some stories to life that are um, unusual and unexpected. I, I never like to have something that's predictable, um, I, and I never want to write anything that's an insult to my audience intelligence. So um, 
I try to keep it kind of highbrow to some extent so that people will appreciate it. And I want people to leave my work, whether it's in the theater or the studio, I want them to leave and say, wow, you know, we need to talk about this. It's a great answer. And I love what you said about characters, too, because I always feel you could have a great story, but if the characters aren't there, at the end of the day, it doesn't matter. Absolutely. Absolutely. I got a question for both of you guys, and it's uh, related to uh, film. Uh, what are some of the challenges challenges that um, you guys might face or run into uh, when you're doing a film or writing a film or producing a film? Let's start with you, Gwen. Well, I'm going to defer to Dea because she has more experience in working with the nuts and bolts of filmmaking than I do. Um, typically I, I might do a little bit of directing and I take the lazy approach of, Hey, I wrote this, you do it and let me watch it. So <laughs> I'll let her, I'll let her give a little explanation on that because she's better suited and what she's doing right now will help you to, um, get a, a view of what, what the challenges are. I will say that uh, my challenges are probably similar to the challenges you have, with maybe the exception of finding locations for filming, which can be a headache and a half, which is something that I'm currently going through. But um, it's just the collaborating, getting all the actors together, um, just the organization of logistics. We'll just go logistics. <laughs> It's the most difficult part. But when it's running smoothly, then it's a lovely process. Uh, but uh, it's always going to be challenges. So uh, have you worked on one that's just <laughs> run smoothly? Because even with plays, the ones that we do, Glenn, I mean, uh, oh, yeah. it's, it's always some challenges. But we always work it out and or, or Gwen to go back and rewrite uh, a portion of it. But um uh, for the listening audience, if you don't know, this is a tough business. But if you put the time and effort in it, uh, you'll be just like these two young ladies here. But we're going to take a station break and we're going to come back and we're going to continue this great discussion with these two great ladies. And if you want to be part of the conversation again, that's one eight eight eight. 344-1170 again one more time that's 1-888-344-1170 we will be back shortly after the break it's your life from James Cooley there's more stories of greatness to help you overcome adversity coming up on it's your life with James Cooley the J.C. Cooley Foundation is a nonprofit organization that was started in October of 2014. The J.C. Cooley Foundation continues to strive to expand its programs and offerings to the youth, young adults, and citizens of our great communities nationwide and overseas. We hope that you'll be able to take part in one or more of the many exciting events that we're offering this year and experience firsthand the pride we take in supporting our cause. It's our mission to equip the youth of today for the challenges of tomorrow, and we rely heavily on the generosity of individuals and business owners for support. Without the assistance of community-minded individuals just like you, we wouldn't be able to serve our youth each year. We ask that you make a commitment to support our annual appeal by making a cash donation. This year's goal is $50,000. Your generosity will assist us in making a difference in the lives of the youth in our community. You can give online at CooleyFoundation.org. Remember that every donation makes a difference regardless of size. The J.C. Cooley Foundation thanks you in advance for your contribution. Country Boy, City Boy, a journey that ain't over yet. The true life coming of age story by James J.C. Cooley. Using humor, wit, and engaging storytelling, James paints a picture about his arrival in a rural deep south town and realization that life would never be the same. Cooley lays out his struggle to adjust from city life to country life and back again, sharing his hard-earned lessons to educate, encourage, and enlighten our next generation of leaders and heroes. Get your copy of Country Boy, City Boy, a journey that ain't over yet by James J.C. Cooley available on Amazon and everywhere books are sold. FM 96.1 North County and AM 1170 San Diego. The answer. 
It's time to dream big, think big, and be big. It's time for more It's Your Life. Now, here's your host, James Cooley. Welcome back to It's Your Life. I'm James Cooley. And uh, again, uh, we got the fantastic mother and daughter writing, collaboration, working together. And and I, I tell you, uh, when it comes to film, when it comes to plays, when it comes to anything in the theater, I know, no, I know how you feel about that. You, you get excited. I get, I get a little ex- bit excited. Nah, <laughs> that's saying it mildly, James. Yeah, I get excited because I know these two great women, man. I know I'm excited them, so. about your connection, man. This is great. Oh man, you know, I, I'm over here. I'm pinching myself right now, man. You know, and, uh, uh listen on it. I'm, this is the last time, last segment on this one. If you want to be part of that conversation, that's one eight 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 three four four eleven seventy again. That's one eight 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 three four four eleven seventy. Hi, this question is for the both of you. Let's start with DF. Have you ever experienced writer's block? And if so, how did you overcome it? Okay, uh, awesome question. Uh, yes, yes, I've definitely had writer's block. And the way I overcome it is either starting a completely new project <laughs> or I just I have to take a break. And when I take a break, that involves me, like, trying to get it out of my mind completely and doing something to take me away from it. Like, that could be I'm um, going to focus on playing with my kids and going to another world, and we're going to play with your little fears so I don't have to think about it. But it's either, I mean, either way, I'm pretty much pushing it to the side until I'm ready to come back to it. So, yes, I'm definitely experienced writer's block. What about you, Gwen? Oh, absolutely. I, I can't imagine a real writer not experiencing writer's block. Um, and I, I do something very similar. I, I just have to walk away and um, maybe start on something else. Um, I have quite a few things that I have uh, walked away from that uh, are plays or poems or something that I started and I just couldn't find the artistic um, ingredients to make it work the way I wanted to. So, And then there's things that I've started and I went back as maybe a year later and I'm like, okay, I got it now. I know what to do. So um, it's an amazing process. It's an amazing process. You know, James always likes throwing a wrench into the works once a show, so I feel like it's my my duty to do that right here, James. Um, so we'll start with Gwen, because this question is, again, for both of you. What is your favorite movie, your favorite film of all time? And then after that, did you like it so much because you're in the business? Did you go back and read the screenplay? It's something that I've done. I'm just curious if you've done it. Oh, my God. Okay. Um, <laughs> and this is something uh, I've talked about. It, okay, they and I have talked about this back and forth. One of my favorite movies that I've watched um, over and over a few times is um, Ease by You. And I just think it's such a, a beautiful movie. <laughs> it's a very beautiful movie. Um, it's um it's dated and i i just love it the the writer was phenomenal and i i enjoyed it so much that i went back and um the writer of that film she actually shopped her film and was um turned down by 199 different producers or studios and it wasn't until the 200th um, submission that she was able to make that film and that was just so encouraging to me and I was like oh my god I'm nowhere near where I need to be in terms of following up on my work so yeah ease by you not just the film but the the making of it and knowing a little bit about the history of it that's awesome DF what about you for me my all-time favorite movie. Like, I have a top five, but this just tops it. My all-time favorite movie is actually Girl 6, Spike Lee. Um, I have not read the script <laughs> because I know it line for line, but I do intend to read the script. But the other movies in my top five, I have read the script for because I don't know them as well. Give us another one. What's, uh, what's something else that's in your, in your top five? 
Okay. Uh, like Kill Bill 1 and 2. <laughs> I've read the script for those. <laughs> Such an entertaining movie. I love that one. <laughs> yeah. There was death. I read it. <laughs> I have to I have to tell you my most recent favorite movie and don't judge me uh, <laughs> Hateful Eight oh my god I just oh. I, I think I've watched that film 30 times in my living room <laughs> you're read, saying some Quentin Tarantino stuff <laughs> <laughs> he's got he's got an eye for the craft we'll say that yeah I've read, I read a lot of his scripts Definitely. Wow. I mean, that's uh, you guys are taking us back and also bringing us to the present. I got a question for uh, aspiring young actors or writers. Or uh, What type of advice would you give them? This is for you, Gwen. What, what type of advice somebody aspiring to be like you, what would you uh, tell them that they might want to consider first? I would say start out by telling a story that you feel close to, um, do your research, be honest in, in your writing, and don't cheat your audience. Don't assume that um, people will know what you're thinking. You have to flush it out because there are a lot of times where I will watch a film and I get so disgusted when I've been cheated out of an ending. It's like the brilliance of it is through the first the first out, maybe the first 45 minutes or so, and I'm like, oh my God, this is such a good movie. And then the ending is um, so flawed that I'm like, that was a waste of my time. So people, um, you, you have to follow through to the end. You can't just you, you can't have this brilliance working and then all of a sudden say, okay, I'm at page um, page 89 and I, I, I got to get this done. I got to finish it up. No, take the time to make it right. Got a question for both of you. What book have you read that you, if you had an opportunity to translate that into a film, and be part of the film process of it, would you bring to the screen? Let's start with you, DF. Ooh, that's a, that's a really good question. One, I'm going to cheat because I would say that I would make one of my personal stories from my book, What the What, into a movie. But if I don't cheat, then I would say the most recent, a recent book, Ooh. Okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna uh come back to this. I'll let my mom answer and then I will give you my answer. Uh, there is a book called Zula and I would love and, and that that uh book is written by um I believe, and and I hate myself for not being accurate. I may not be right on this, but I believe Tony Morrison and I read it. I fell in love with the book and the relationship of the characters, and I would love to be the person that puts put it up on film. It's just a beautiful, beautiful story, um, and I would love to be to have something like that uh, in my credits. Wow, and you know we're coming okay. down uh, to the last uh, couple of minutes, real quickly, Dia. For okay. no, no, you <laughs> uh, real quickly. Can can you? Okay, so I, I will just go with, it. it's not something I read recently, but it is one of my favorite books, Eric Jerome Dickey, Between Lovers. I would love to be a part of that. Wow. Okay, so I, I just like uh, my great producer mentioned, I always have to throw a, 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 some type of wrench in this, and I'm going to start with you, Gwen. What would, would today's Gwen tell Gwen 30, mm. 40 years ago? What type of advice would you give her? Mm. Um, I would say stay committed. Don't don't get uh, disappointed if if you have to do rewrites, and and if it if it involves that, you'll be surprised at some of the 
artistic energy that comes out. And I just want to share this very quick story before we leave, because this was just uh, an amazing moment for me, and I hope for my daughter also. My daughter just did a recent submission of a short to um, a filmmaker, Kevin Hart. And I told her about the opportunity. She jumped on it. She did it in one night. She sent it to me early in the morning, like maybe one or two in the morning. I read it. I jumped out of bed, and I'm, I am not making this up. I jumped out of bed, and I called her, and I said, oh, my God, you are a genius. It's one of the best things that I have read from her, and it was only seven pages, and it was amazing. I want to congratulate you, DF. <laughs> you know, hey, you. and, and, and you know, we are down to the last 90 seconds. And uh, real quickly, how can uh, listening audience get in touch uh, with you guys if they wanted to? Uh, let's start with you real quick, uh, DF. Well, you can find me on IG um, at dfw.right, and you can DM me there. And you, Gwen? Um, you can find me on Facebook and see some of the work there. Um, if you look for Gwen Wright, I will pop up. And um, my profile picture is um, a scene from one of my plays. Wow. I want to thank you guys, both of you, for taking thank the time you. to come on this show. This was so wonderful. I'm excited. I just want to thank you guys. I might have to bring you back on again real soon. I'd like to thank my great uh, co-host here, Michelle Cooley. I'd like to thank my great, great producer, Noah Dingler. Most importantly, I'd like to thank our listening audience for taking the time to tune in uh, every night uh, to the James Cooley Show with Your Life. We're always looking for sponsors so we can continue to bring this great message to you. We'll be back tomorrow, same time, same place. It's your life. I'm James Cooley. Thanks for joining us for It's Your Life with James Cooley. To learn more about James, how you can support the show, or become a guest, visit CooleyFoundation.org. Join James weekdays at this same time for more motivation and inspiration to help you become equipped today for the challenges of tomorrow. This has been the James Cooley Show. It's your life where you learn how to dream big, think big, and be big at everything that you do. It's Your Life is sponsored by James J.C. Cooley.